Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to The Confidence Show, a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms. Hosted by confidence and life coach, Rebecca Hawks. That's me, by the way. The Confidence Show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you, to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love. With a new episode landing in your feed every Monday and Thursday, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. Hi loves, welcome back to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawks. It's lovely to have you here and today I haven't, I, I'd like planned what episode that I was going to put out this morning, um, but I kind of wanted to do a bit of a catch up and a bit more of a chatty, like what I've been up to, what's been going on with me, because I feel like it's been a very long time since I've done anything like this. So I, as you probably know, like as a, if you've been here for a while, if you've listened to previous episodes, in the, I think it was like end of June or even beginning of July, I got back um, like into the pod and was really, really consistent. I was putting up two episodes a week. I was like really enjoying everything that I was doing. I felt like I wasn't on top of the world. And then about, what are we on? Like three weeks ago now, I just had this huge crash. So I'd finished working with a client end of June or mid-June. I'd been on holiday And I'd really struggled to find any inspiration or any excitement or anything for months. I was kind of like hitting that wall where I was just like, I want to set fire to everything that I'm doing and just start from the beginning and kind of start something new. And I kind of found my passion again. I found my inspiration. I felt like I'd found my purpose. And for a good like month, I suppose, I was so into everything that I was doing. I felt like I was on fire, like I had all the inspiration, I was churning out amazing content that I felt was really good. I'd started a new website for The Confidence Show. I was writing on Medium consistently. I was bringing in more passive income. So in the form of like podcast, uh, Medium and ad revenue for my website. And I was feeling really good about everything. And then just this like one day, I just like hit this wall and just massively crashed. And since that's happened, I've kind of been doing like nothing (laughs) like literally nothing to be perfectly honest it kind of started with just feeling really sick like really nauseous not feeling very good and then feeling panicky because I felt sick because of my phobia so I have emetophobia if you didn't know that already so I have this phobia of being sick and of other people being sick so because I felt sick my whole like mind and body just went into this massive state of panic and it was like that for a few days and then that turned to just being exhausted like absolutely exhausted I was getting really bad headaches and I just couldn't do anything and there was this like four or five day period where I was, I didn't know whether it was like a viral infection because I had those before when I was younger or whether it was just burnout. And in the weeks of me 
struggling with that and struggling to do anything, I've actually come to the realization, which is something that I actually think I realized like six months ago, maybe even longer ago. Um, I'd kind of read a few things about ADHD and you know, when you read something and it's like, oh my God, this is me. Like suddenly everything makes sense and you feel for the first time that you're like recognized or understood or like you've been seen. And I kind of, the first time it it happened was might have even been like a year ago now. I don't even remember, but it felt like it was a kind of trendy thing at the time to come out as having ADHD. Like everywhere on social media, all I would see is posts about people talking about the fact that they've just been diagnosed with ADHD or they've just found out about it or their symptoms seem to resonate with them or whatever. And maybe in hindsight, maybe that was just (laughs) the universe being like, I'm gonna put this in front of your face so much so that you understand that it's you. But there was part of me that was just like, oh, I don't want to like add to that. It seemed to be a bit of a craze, which is obviously not. It's just the fact that it's being recognised more and people are actually getting more diagnoses and people are talking about it more. So when people talk about something more, the same with anxiety, like I feel like 15 years ago, anxiety wasn't spoken about in the way that it is today. Now it's just like a normal part of conversations right or I feel like it's that way anyway but like yeah like 15 years ago it wasn't spoken about and then because it did get start getting spoken about it helped me to feel less alone and also understand that okay that's what I have um and then I was diagnosed with like general anxiety generalized anxiety disorder um so I I feel like the ADHD thing has been the same like I, because it's being talked about so much, I see so much of it more, I resonate with so much, and now I'm like, okay, well, I, I, like, I definitely think that's me, and I'm deciding at the moment whether that is something that I'm going to seek a, like, professional diagnosis from, I think it is the route that I'm going to go down, not because I feel like I need to have a label, but I feel like having a label would make it easier for the people around me to understand So that if I, for example, don't answer my messages, don't respond to people, don't have the energy to do things, have to cancel last minute, I'm like really, really, really up one day and really, really low the next, I can be like, this is just how I am. This is my ADHD. Rather than people just thinking, or it's not even like people thinking that I'm lazy, it's the perception, it's my perception that people might think I'm lazy. Um, And that's something that I do worry about talking online as well. I often talk a lot about the fact that like, I take a lot of time to rest, I nap a lot, I have days where I literally do nothing but binge Netflix. And sometimes I've even got an episode, what was the episode called? Why I spent four days lying on the sofa that I recorded back in June. And I will talk about it because that's who I am. And I'm very, um, I think it's very important for me to talk about who I am and be realistic and, and be honest about the life that I'm living. But also there are times where I sometimes have a sense of like shame or I worry that people are going to think, why is she like so lazy? And we see so much where people talk about, you're never going to be successful if you binge Netflix or Netflix is getting in the way of your success 
or you're not a successful person if you're choosing Netflix over choosing going after your goals. And I had this conversation with my mindset coach on Thursday because I said to her, I was talking to her about this wall that I'd hit and about actually I do see this as a cycle. Like I've looking back, I can see this pattern where I will be so on it for like three weeks sometimes four weeks at a time and I am going all in and I'm really really productive and I achieve massive amounts in that period of time but then I hit a wall and I crash and I can't do anything and rather than saying to myself during that crash period but look at everything that you've achieved in four weeks like you've literally done three months worth of work in four weeks look at that rather than allow myself to be at peace with that and just allow myself to crash and recharge and re-regulate my nervous system I spend that crash period beating myself up and telling myself you're not good enough you're lazy why can you never keep up with things why does this always happen to you why can you just not be a normal person that can do all this and this again is another reason why the whole launch like open cart close cart thing has never worked for me because I can't sustain that. It's not possible for me to sustain it, sustain it and it's not possible for me to like plan it. I can't like plan, oh, this is when I'm going to have an uptime. So very, very difficult. So I was having this conversation with my mindset coach on Thursday and I was saying to her about the whole Netflix thing. And I was like, some days, like I literally, it is like I am paralyzed and my brain will be saying to me, you've got to be doing this. You've got to do that. Like, for example, the podcast has got to go out or you need to write a blog post or you're supposed to put this reel out on social media. And it is like my whole body is paralysed and I can't do anything but just lay down. And during that lay down time, I will watch a lot of Netflix. And I won't watch something new because my brain can't concentrate or process or engage in anything new. It has to be stuff that I've watched a million times, like Friends or the other week when I was having like the worst few days, I watched series one of Stranger Things on the Friday, series two of Stranger Things on the Saturday, series three of Stranger Things on the on the Sunday, and then half of series four of Stranger Things again on the uh, Monday. And I'd literally just, like a month prior, I'd binged all four seasons because I'd never seen it before. So it wasn't like, oh, I haven't watched this in a long time. It It has to be stuff that I've seen recently or that I've seen a million times like Bridget Jones diary for example that's my like go-to when my anxiety is at its worst and I feel panicky and I feel like I'm gonna have a panic attack um and what she said to me what my coach said to me was just like I don't think this is you this is a bad thing I think this is your way to actually re-regulate your nervous system and actually what you're doing for yourself is what you need to be doing it's what your body needs from you and you're doing a lot of the right things, but you just don't realise you're doing a lot of the right things because society and the entrepreneur world is telling you that these are not productive or successful habits to have, which made me feel a lot better. So now I'm just like, okay, (laughs) if I want to spend all day watching Netflix, that's what I'm going to do because I know that when I am really hyper-focused on something, I can achieve more in like four hours than some people can achieve in a week which is a bit of a superpower and I'm trying to like learn a bit more like that. So I feel like that's kind of a lesson that I've learned over the past few weeks. And as um, as I've kind of been exploring that as well, I've also noticed that my anxiety has been pretty shocking, which it's not normally, like I'm normally pretty good at handling it, but I think not being well or feeling like I wasn't well, having this crash just caused a lot of 
negative thoughts and that really impacted the way that I was feeling and what I've also noticed about myself I've talked about my story on here multiple times about being too afraid to leave the house not being able to go anywhere because I was scared of of the world and what I've kind of noticed is if I do stay at home for too long if I don't leave the house for like two or three days I then find it really hard to leave the house again so last week I'd kind of hit that wall where on the I was supposed to I'd like cleared my diary the week before and I'd had plans to meet up with a friend meet up with Han actually who we had the interview with the um, confidence be a digital nomad um, Han from that episode or those two episodes we'd arranged to meet up in London and we were going to go hang out we we're going to do some co-working create some content catch up and I'd cleared my diary because I just could not face doing anything. So I'd had to cancel. And then I'd said to her about going out the Tuesday of this week. So when you're listening to this, it would have been last week, like the Tuesday just gone. But then when it came to last Monday, I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous about going out. And all the old thoughts that I used to have of like, what if I don't feel well? What if my IBS kicks off? What if I get a migraine? What if I don't have the energy to be out there? What if I have a panic attack? All the like negative spiraling thoughts came back and I sat there and I was like, the the fact that I'm having these thoughts is the reason that I need to go out, is the reason that I need to commit to these plans with Han. And we didn't go out on the Tuesday, we actually went out on the Friday. So it did give me a couple more days to kind of give myself a bit of a talking to and to switch from those anxious negative feelings into the I'm gonna have so much fun this is gonna be such a great day I can't wait like I was able to prepare my journey I don't know about you but if with my anxiety I can look at the train times and work out what trains I need to get but then I will need to repeatedly look at the train trains that I'm gonna get throughout the journey so I'll get on the first train knowing the next step and knowing the step after that but then when I'm on the first train I'll double check again and then 20 minutes into that first train, I'll double check again just to make sure. And I'll be like, okay, where am I going? And then when I get to the tube, I'll be like, okay, I'm on here. And I will have to repeatedly check over and over and over again that I'm on the right trains. So I like made myself go out and I had such a wonderful day. I'd planned out how early I was going to get up and everything. And then as soon as I got out, as soon as I got on the trains, I was just like... I had like a real reflective moment and this happens quite often when I travel by train now. I'll be sitting there and I'll be sitting on the tube or I'll be like at my destination or near my destination and I went to Greenwich and I've never been to Greenwich before so I didn't actually know where I was going. It wasn't like I had a comfortable, it wasn't like a comfort journey where I was like okay I know exactly where I'm going. So I was on the tube and I was just like wow like 11 years ago you couldn't do this you would never have been on this train. And I was able to stop and think of like how far I've come. And it's just a really nice moment for me whenever that happens, because I think back to it and I feel so far removed from that person that I was then. But at the same time, I still do have some of those same thoughts crop up, but I make sure to push myself out of my comfort zone. It would have been so easy for me to say to Han, look, do you know what? I'm still not feeling great. I'm going to give it a miss. But that's not me. That's that's not me being the person that I want to be. And it's also letting my anxiety win. And I refuse to let the anxiety win. So I went up to Greenwich, met Hannah in a cafe. 
we chatted for a few hours, we did some co-working and then Han had to go. So I then got the tube to the South Bank and I got the Jubilee line. Now when I was, I think it was like maybe like nine or 10 or something when I was much younger, I went up to see the, is it the changing of the guard? The thing that they do in London, it's like the royal thing. I think I'm pretty sure it's the change in the guard. Anyways, I went up to see that with, I think it was my aunt, maybe my nan, maybe, maybe it was just, maybe it was just two of my aunts. I can't remember, great aunts. So it was me, my brother, my stepbrother, might have just been the three of us. I can't really remember the day to be perfectly honest. But as part of this journey, we had to get the Jubilee line. And when we were coming home, I don't know whether I'd been in the sun too much, whether I hadn't drunk enough, but I remember getting, I think I must have had like a bad headache, but it made me feel sick. And I remember getting on the tube and it being really crowded and having like, I suppose looking back now, it was a panic attack, but I didn't know that that's what it was at the time. Having this like massive panic attack, feeling really sick, having a meltdown about the fact that I felt sick. And it was a really traumatic experience for me. So since that time, I have like created this story in my mind that I can't get on the Jubilee line. The Jubilee line goes too fast. It makes me feel sick. If I get on the Jubilee line, I'm going to have a panic attack. So since that time, I think there's maybe been like three or four occasions in the last like 20 years that I've actually got on the Jubilee line. And that's only if I've literally had no other choice. Um, And each occasion, like I've survived but I've always been a little bit anxious about it whereas on Friday because Han was leaving and she told me about this exhibition at the Tate Modern that was going to be closing on Monday so today when you're listening to this was going to be closing I was like okay do you know what I'm going to go to the South Bank and when I I've you've got an app called City Mapper so when I used the app to map out my journey and work out where I was going to go to go from Greenwich to um the Tate Modern, I got off at London Bridge. I mean, I might have been able to do it differently, but I did the Kaysark to um, Canary Wharf, Canary Wharf to London Bridge. But the journey involved me getting on the Jubilee line. And I did it. I did the journey and I sat on there and it was fine. And I wasn't panicking, I wasn't stressed and I didn't get the nervous butterflies in my tummy. And I sat there and I was just like, oh my God, I am so proud of you for doing this journey. I was like, I'm so proud that this is how far I've come, especially as three days ago or four days ago, I was like, I'm gonna have to cancel plans because I'm too anxious to go out. And I was having all those previous negative, the thoughts that used to be debilitating, like literally didn't stop me leaving the house. I was having those four days ago, yet here I am sat on the Jubilee line, the one line of transport that freaks me out the most kind of thing. like. I was really proud. So anyways, got over the Jubilee line and then went to the Tate Modern, wandered along the South Bank, went to the Tate Modern, queued for like, it was like 20, 30 minutes. I queued for this exhibition that I walked around in like 10 minutes, <laughs> maybe even less than that, maybe five minutes, but it was this exhibition. So the exhibition was by Yayo Kusuma, Kusama, um, but it's a Japanese artist and the exhibition that they had created was the obliteration room at the Tate Modern and essentially it was like this mock-up of almost like a small apartment so there was like a living area with a sofa there was like a dining area with all the dining table and all the it was like laid out as if you were going to sit and have a meal there was like a an adult's bedroom and then a child's bedroom and some play area and stuff so it started out as this completely blank white canvas 
But then when you go around the exhibition, you get given a sticker sheet with different size circles in different colours and you get to essentially create the exhibition like you essentially get to create the art because you get to go around and put your stickers wherever you feel like so now because the exhibition's nearly finished I think it was on for maybe like a month or like three weeks or whatever but now the whole entire place is just covered in these colorful stickers and it looks incredible and if you follow me on instagram at rebecca lucy h you will see in the reel that I shared of my day on Friday, you will see part of that exhibition and how cool it looks. So I had that, that was a lot of fun. And then I wandered back down the South Bank and then got on the train at Blackfriars to, to come home. And it was a really lovely day. And I was so pleased with myself that I'd made myself go because by the end of it, I had so much energy. I felt so revitalized. I had so much more inspiration just from having conversations with Han, from being out and about, from, I love to take myself on dates and I don't think I do it often enough because normally when I go out on a date with myself, it's me like taking my laptop to work from Tesco's cafe or I'm, I'm going out with the purpose to work from somewhere else. Whereas this was like a proper little, it was completely spontaneous. It wasn't planned in the slightest. It was like, okay, well like, yeah, do you know what? I'm just going to go and do this. And I did it on my own and I absolutely loved it. And it was, it reminded me a little bit about um, the time that I was in Nice at the start of the year. I think it was the start of the year, it was like May, when I went to Nice and I'd gone for the business mastermind on the Friday. So I'd had a whole day of business with my friends, or I say friends, we're friends now, but like at the time I only knew one of them. So we'd gone and had this like whole mastermind day. And then on the Saturday I had a whole day to myself and there was the part of me that was like, it would be so easy for me to just stay in this apartment because I had my own apartment. It was like nice to be living on my own. I had this apartment and I was like, it would be so easy for me to just stay in this apartment all day, like relax, maybe journal, do a bit of work, have a bit of a nap, like really chill out. But in doing that, I'm going to miss all these opportunities of actually going out and exploring Nice. So I took myself out for the day there and I took myself for brunch and I went for a walk around the city or like the town and it was just really lovely and I really enjoyed doing those things. So I got home Friday feeling very, like my cup was overflowing and then that evening I caught up with my friend Dara because again, she was someone who I'd had to cancel plans with because of not being well for those couple of weeks. So we'd planned to like catch up a couple of weeks earlier and then we'd pushed it back a week because I think I'd had to do something maybe it maybe it was the first week of me not feeling well so I had cancelled and said can we do next week and then that same week on the Monday when I went to the doctors and she was just like can't do anything for you we just you're just gonna have to wait it out kind of thing I cancelled everything in my diary so I cancelled with Han and then um, asked Dara to rearrange as well so we caught up on zoom and we were chatting for a couple of hours which just absolutely flew by but again, that was so wonderful because we spoke about so many different things like business, personal, spiritual stuff. Um, Dara's actually going to be a guest on the podcast very soon. She's booked in for her interview next week, I think it is. And very, very exciting news. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. We are going to be running a retreat together in I think it's going to be January because our whole idea is having this really cozy, really wonderful, abundant, spiritual like magical kind of environment where we can bring people together like bring business owners together and really focus on putting yourself first increasing your self confidence and also we're going to do some businessy stuff on the day as well so you'll walk away with like things to implement with an action plan feeling really inspired having connected with like the other women that are going to come with us so we're very very excited about that so we were chatting about that and i think always when it comes to collaborating with someone especially someone when you have the same kind of like we've both definitely got the same kind of values we've both got the same ideals we both have the same opinions around like the coaches that we are and the kind of stuff that we put, want to put out into the world and how we want to create an impact and stuff we're very aligned in that way so even just talking about our ideas of what we're going to do and the kind of workshops we're going to have and the space that we want to hold for people that just lit us both up like it fuels me it's like it literally gives me so much energy and so much excitement so that was really really lovely so then by the end of friday evening i just felt so refreshed um and then yesterday saturday i just did like boring life adminy things like went to aldi and cleaned the bathroom and had a nap in the afternoon and then i went and hung out with a friend in the evening i went to hers she cooked me dinner we had a bottle of wine and we just chatted about so much stuff but i really value the conversations that i have with my friends now i feel like the conversations that i have with anyone that i'm close with really now like i feel like my friendship group has well it has actually expanded this year but i feel like the friendships that i have are much deeper like we talk about a lot of 
I mean, yeah, we have like fun and we laugh and we joke and we talk about like silly things, but we have a lot of really deep, thought-provoking conversations. And I really value that. I think it's also part of who I am on a like astrological basis. So like based on my star sign and my human design and just the type of person I am, like I really value deep, in-depth conversations that are more than just like, oh, what have you been up to this week kind of thing. I really, really value that um, in my friendships and I've been so lucky to kind of have more of that this year um, and to be, yeah, to be lucky enough to be really surrounded with people who I really value um, and having those conversations. So that was wonderful as well. Like yesterday evening was great um, and I got an Uber home and then I've done nothing all day today. So today's Sunday, I'm recording on Sunday the 28th, so literally the day before the episode goes out um, and I have done nothing because I woke up with a headache this morning, which... <laughs> It's definitely the wine. Um, although we didn't drink a lot, we had like a bottle between us, so not not a lot. Um, but yeah, I just I just had a bit of a headache, so I woke up early-ish, finished watching the Notebook because I'd started watching that the other night to go to sleep to. Um, so I just put that on just to like laze and chill, and then in between episodes of Friends and Made in Chelsea, and <laughs> I just like napped on and off, and then had some lunch and then I went into like a really deep sleep at like it was like two or three o'clock and then I woke up just after five but I had so many dreams where I don't know if this ever happens to you I've never had it during the daytime before but I will have a dream where I'm I think I've woken up so in my dream I've woken up but then I realise that I'm not awake and then I try to wake myself up and this goes over and over this like happens over and over again and it is normally really scary at night because normally when I'm trying to wake myself up, something bad is happening or something bad is about to happen. So the other night, for example, a couple of weeks ago, I had this nightmare where I like literally walked down the stairs in my house and went to go through the front room door. But as I got to the front room door, I just got this feeling all over my body and was like, I know that if I go in that door, something terrible is about to happen or I'm about to see something terrible. So I like ran back up the stairs and I like walked into my bedroom and it was like I was looking at myself asleep in my bed at that point in time. So it was almost like an out of body experience, except it was a dream. Um, And so then I'm laying in my bed in the exact same position that I woke up in as well. So it's so realistic. And I'm saying to myself, like, wake up, wake up. And I'm like screaming at myself. And then I think I've come round and I think I've checked my phone because I slipped my phone next to me because I always have something to go to sleep to. I can't just go to sleep in silence. I either need Netflix or I've been trying to put like hypnosis on or like an audible or something. Um, So I like check the time on my phone and I think I'm up and I think I've got out of bed and turned the light on. But then I've turned the light switch on and no lights come on. And then I realise in my dream, oh, okay, so you're definitely still asleep. So I'm like, Rebecca, wake up, Rebecca, wake up. And I'm trying to like wake myself up. And then I repeat that pattern and I go into the bathroom and I think I've done it again. But then I realised, no, I'm definitely still awake. So then I'm like screaming my name at the top of my lungs. And my mum comes into my room and she's just like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I was trying to wake myself up. But I'm still in the dream, still for like the fourth time, thinking that I've woken myself up, but actually haven't woken myself up. So it's pretty distressing. And then eventually when I do wake up, this didn't happen today, but this happened the last time I had this dream. When I did wake up, I had that sleep paralysis where I don't know if you've ever had it, but... You literally cannot move your body and it is terrifying and I literally just have to lay there and like try and breathe and it just fills me with so much like terror and panic um, and you yeah literally can't move your body and you just have to wait for 
I think it's, I think I read once before, it's because your body is still asleep, like, because you've come out of your sleep so quickly or something, maybe, I mean, this, this is just me thinking that I've read this, so I could be completely off the wall here, so don't take this as, <laughs> like, scientific evidence, um, but I think it's something along the lines of the way that your brain has kind of woken up before your body's come round from sleep, and that's why you can't move, I don't know, but anyways, it's, bloody terrifying when it happens and it happened today without the sleep paralysis and then I eventually came around and was just like okay yeah no I'm definitely awake now <laughs> um so yeah that's that's kind of been me for the last few weeks um and the like I've got a plan for the pod again so that I think ha- having the coming to this like realization that this is how I am and you can probably hear it in this episode like I'm very chatty I'm very over the place I do waffle a lot I obviously haven't got a script and I feel very up today. Like I feel like energetically, I feel like I've got that kind of, I suppose, hyperactivity. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is the hyperactivity side coming out of me and I've got this energy and this excitement and I want to chat with you. Um, And I can't sustain that all the time. And now I think I've come to the understanding and the realization that that is just who I am and if it is ADHD which I'm just gonna assume that it is because I can't see it being anything else other than the ADHD even even like fiddling like I can't not fiddle with something I've been playing with stuff the whole time that I've been talking to you um and the other thing trichotillomania which I don't know if I've ever talked about here but I've had trichotillomania since I was like a teenager I remember sitting in like a math class and doing it and that that's where you pull your hair out and some people pull their eyelashes out some people pull their eyebrows out I pull the hair on my head out and a couple of times it's left me with like small little ball patches especially when I had an accident in Thailand where I fell and um like fell and cracked my head and I didn't crack it open as such but I was left with like they had to like shave a little bit of my head or like cut a little bit of my hair um, to see where my head was bleeding from and because of that like it took ages for my hair to grow back because all that new hair I would pull out um so yeah now I think I've kind of come to the realization that's what it is I feel like I can start to put in some steps to ensure that I can achieve a lot in those up times but then when I have the crash everything can run for me on autopilot so that takes me back to batching content which I used to do before I used to always batch my content so I used to batch record podcast episodes and with my other podcast the price for confidence podcast I scripted and recorded all 12 of those episodes in the space of two or three days and then I mean I dropped the whole series in one go but I can do that I can do stuff really fast so that's what I'm going to try and do with the podcast now so I've got the next few episodes planned so we're going to have the next episode is going to be how to create your own definition of success which I think is something really important and that kind of comes off the back of me having this realization and understanding that the way I run my business cannot be the same as everyone else runs their business because of who I am I don't have a team I don't particularly want a team to be perfectly honest Uh, this was another realization I had on the escalator as I was going down (laughs) as I was going down to the tube the other day I was like do you know what I don't think I want a team um so I need to be able to batch stuff um oh no that's why I was (laughs) see this is this is one of those things my brain just jumps around but that's just who I am now and I'm accepting that and that's fine um 
but yeah the next episode is going to be how to create your own definition of success because that's really it's something that I think is really important it's something that I want to help you to do as well because when we create our own definition of success we stop feeling like we haven't done enough and I'm going to be breaking it down into yeah into the best way to create your own definition I'll save it for the next episode um but that will be out on Thursday so I've already recorded that and then the episodes following that I'm going to break down each of the steps in my four principles of success framework for you to help you with each stage of the framework so that you can create more success in your life and business and what I really want to showcase and and support you and empower you and help you with is seeing that things can be done on your own terms like you don't have to follow a blueprint, you don't have to follow the way that other people do theirs, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. But in order to create that own, in order to create the success you want, you have to do a, a few certain things. And that's where the four principles of success framework comes in. It's not a framework that tells you the exact steps you need to take, but it's more an intuitive framework that will help you come up with the own with your own ideals and strategies and things that will work for you whether it's a personal goal that you want to achieve or whether it's a professional goal and so I'm very excited for you to hear those episodes so I will leave it there the only thing that I want to say before I go is two things one I've created a brand new free mini course for you it's called the design your dream life mini course And it is a private podcast combined with a in-depth workbook for you to work through. All about getting clear on what it is you really want from your life. Um, And that's also going to help you in terms of creating your own definition of success. But I feel like clarity is such an important step. And it's so important for us to take time to step back, to assess where we are, to look at what we want to actually create and then create a plan from there. So you can go to rebeccalucyh.co slash design or click the link in the show notes to access that. It's a free course for you. I just need your email address to sign up. I promise I won't spam you with 100 emails, <laughs> um, but that's just going to help you. Yeah, that, that will help you to uncover what you really, really want without any feelings of shame or not deserving or unworthiness or worrying about being judgment judgment worrying about being judged or anything like that and then the second thing in the kind of same arena to again help you achieve more success we're again being personal life professional life whether you want to improve your mindset whether you want to sign more clients I'm also introducing a new service called the 30 day reset because I've had this conversation with a few of my friends actually recently it's a lot harder for people to be investing in things at the moment it's a lot harder for people to be investing in their own development in coaching in supporting their business and I wanted to create something to help support you in the best way that I can in a way that's accessible and doesn't tie you to a long-term commitment but will enable you to see long-lasting results and get back on track in a way that's going to propel you forward much quicker. So the 30-day reset is, as it does says on the tin, it's like a 30-day one-to-one coaching program. I say program, it's 
not a mapped out, you need to follow these modules program. It's simply on the first day of the month, you will receive your pre-work, which is all about getting really, really clear on what it is, breaking down your big vision, deciding what you want to strive for, what you want your goal to be for the 30 days. And then we, for four weeks, we have coaching sessions. So the f- either on a Monday or a Tuesday at the beginning of the month, the first Monday or Tuesday of the month, we will have a 60 minute goal setting and strategy planning succession. Succession? Session. <laughs> I mean, it is a succession, as in success session. Um, we'll have that session where we literally create your plan for 30 days so that you have got an actionable plan. You are gonna walk away with a plan that you then simply need to implement over the coming few weeks, where we'll break down the action steps, we'll break down the tasks that you need to complete, we'll look at the confidence side of things if there's anything kind of preventing you from achieving that. And then each week after that for three weeks, we'll have a 30 minute check-in call on either the Monday or the Tuesday. Check in, make sure you're still on track. I can help you with anything that you need a bit of extra support with. And then, we end on the 30th of the month. So what that means is you've got support, you've got accountability, you've got someone to kind of hold your hand if you need it, and someone to also encourage you to take consistent action. I am someone who needs regular accountability. When I, for example, wanted to lose some weight, I joined the Joe Wicks 90 day plan because I needed accountability. And I knew every 30 days I was gonna get an email saying, like asking me to put in my stats, to put in like my measurements, to put in my weight and to check in with how I was doing. And because I had that accountability there, I was really bloody consistent and I did really, really well. Um, I think I lost like five kilos maybe. Was it five kilos? I think, no, I think it was even more than that. I think it was about eight kilos. Um, in that 90 day period and that was because I had the accountability of someone there so for me I need accountability and I know if you are somebody that needs accountability as well this is going to be really supportive of you so the next time that you can start is the 1st of September because we're on Monday yep so we've got a couple of spaces to start on the 1st of September which is very soon after that it will just be a continual thing so you can start on the 1st of October 1st of November etc etc so it's just it's something that I kind of want to trial as I said I want to make the support and the coaching a bit more accessible for people at the moment because I know how much it can help you move forward and it's not a case of like doing like it's going to help you create long lasting results because if you can achieve or even even like after the summer you know what it's like when you kind of get a bit off track with your goals over the summer and you feel like maybe your motivation's dipped or you're not feeling so productive or you're like, oh God, I don't really want to be back at work. This 30-day reset is going to help you get back into that professional mode. Or as I said, personal. If you've got a personal goal that you want to work with, work towards, we can absolutely do that as well. Um, but I just really wanted to create something that's going to be supportive and that doesn't tie you into a long-term commitment if you feel like you don't want to commit to something long-term but you know you need an extra dose of support so you can go to rebeccalucyh.co slash reset or the link will be in the show notes for you to sign up so now I've waffled on for 40 minutes and I'm gonna have to edit all of this (laughs) I will go and I will see you back on Thursday 
for the how to create your own definition of success episode. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. And if you haven't left me a review on iTunes, I would really, really appreciate it if you could do that now. It would take 30 seconds of your time and it would mean the world to me. So please do that. And if you've enjoyed listening to this, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, tag me at Rebecca Lucy H or tag or and tag at The Confidence Show as well because I've got a new Instagram for The Confidence Show. So I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawks. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.